In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Today we begin our five-week series on the Psalms, looking at the big emotions that are found there. The book of Psalms is a collection of 150 hymns and prayers that were written by many individuals over a long period of time. The Psalms contain the whole range of human emotions, and it shows us how people have prayed to and worshipped God through the centuries. There are Psalms praising God for God's goodness and God's care for God's people. And then there are Psalms where the author rails against God or cries out to God for help or or pours out their doubts and their anxieties to God. We, meaning the world, have been feeling some big emotions recently. We are still navigating life in a pandemic 10 months after the initial shutdown. Many of us got hit in the face this year with the full impact of systemic racism on our siblings of color and and what they have experienced for their entire lives. And then with that, our own inherent biases and how they have caused harm to others. We've experienced one of the most polarizing political elections in recent history. And we've watched as our symbols of democracy have been at the very least questioned and at the very most attacked. And I know that many of you are probably feeling all of these emotions well up in you just by listening to this list. We've gone through all of this while spending most of our time within our homes and away from most of our support system our family, our friends, our church. It's no wonder that emotions are running high right now. So for the next five weeks, we are going to rest ourselves in the Psalms, remembering and seeing there who God is, and that no matter what, we are able to bring our whole selves to God in prayer. We're able to bring our anxieties, our doubts, our complaints, our sadness, our anger, and our joy. This morning, we begin with my favorite, Psalm 139. Hear and meditate upon these words of Scripture. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. 
If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. The wicked speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of this holy word. When Russ and I were first married, I was mad at God. Not because we got married, I was happy about that. But I had just learned about the atrocities of the Crusades, the killing that was done in the name of God, and the ways that the church had manipulated and and abused people throughout history. And when I learned these things, I felt betrayed and confused, and my love for the church was broken. I spent months railing against God and sharing my doubts and my disappointments with my pastors. Then, shortly after Russ and I were married, I found out that I was pregnant, and everything began to change. By the time Joseph was born, I had worked through differentiating between the humanness of the church and the divine goodness of God. And it all comes down to the multitude that is contained in this Psalm 139. As Joseph, our oldest, was growing in my belly, God's wonder and majesty and authority was being revealed to me in a new and a more intimate way than ever before. I knew that God, the author of life, was splitting every cell and creating my baby's nervous system and fingertips and eyelashes in secret, away from the prying eyes of the world. And as I, I constantly thought about my baby and wondered and dreamed about the life that he would live, I knew that God was doing the same. Then it hit me. 
God did the same thing with me. God formed me in my mother's womb and thought about me all the time, thinks about me all the time. God knows everything about me, every cell, every thought, every imperfection and uncertainty. And even knowing all of that, God's love for me is unconditional. God has been with us since we were just two cells. God has knitted us, woven us together, watching our first steps, watching us learn about the world, and and has read every thought bubble above our heads. And God's love for us is unconditional. That is at the same time, that knowing is at the same time beautiful and also completely terrifying. Let's be honest, do we really want anyone to know us that intimately? Where can I go from your spirit, it says in the psalm, or where can I flee from your presence? God here kind of sounds a bit stalkery. Many of us struggle with the fear of being really known by someone. Even though we actually do desire to be known, it's scary. We go to great lengths to hide our true identities, even and maybe especially from God. Only showing the, quote, good parts and keeping who we really are, the fullness of who we are, in secret out of fear of of judgment or of not being good enough. And then we see in verse 11, if I say surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, surely I can get away from you in the darkness and I can be by myself. Even the darkness will not be dark to you, O God. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. It's both at the same time comforting that God is with us everywhere and also completely unnerving. But just because God is with us, even in those dark places of our minds and our hearts and our lives, it doesn't mean that God imposes God's self on us. When I was angry at God and doubting everything I had come to know about God and the church, God was by my side, patiently waiting and loving from afar, not imposing on me, forcing me to to see or to understand or to believe, but waiting. Like a parent whose child, whose teenager is, is mad at them, but the parent still drives them to practice and to the game The parent still sits on the sideline and and watches every single game in support, but then in the car sits silently, waiting for the child to understand that they are loved and that that love has no bounds. God created us and has been right beside us our entire lives. God knowing us this way is scary when we think about God as we know humans, as one who would judge us harshly and use that knowledge against us. 
But God is not limited by our humanity. God's love truly is unconditional. When God creates, God does not say, oops. When God creates, God does not say, oops. God does not say, oh, I made a mistake with that one. God created us and said, oh, that is very good. God delights in us. And God will not use God's knowledge to harm us. God is trustworthy and faithful. The end of Psalm 139, it takes this very strange turn in verse 19. And it seems disjointed because after all of this poetic reciting of the intimacy of God's knowledge and how wonderful that is, the psalmist says, If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. The wicked speak of you with evil intent, O God. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. It seems disjointed, but it's actually not. Here at the end of the psalm, we see that the psalmist, knowing full well how much God knows them, brings their whole self to God. Even what seems like their deepest and their darkest thoughts. If only you would kill the wicked God. The psalmist feels like they can be authentic and vulnerable in front of God because God knows their heart. The end, verse 23 and 24, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. God, I feel this way out of defense for you, but keep me in check. You know my heart, and if these feelings are rooted in my own self-righteousness, God, lead me back to you. This holy disturbance that we have been going through and going through and going through over the past year has left our souls bare. We are raw, we are tired, and we are hurting in so many different ways, both collectively and individually. And we have these emotions and these thoughts and plenty of our not proudest moments. But what I pray for us today is for us to have the courage of the psalmist, to bear our whole selves Trusting that God will love us, as Tracy says, no matter what and even if. And that we will know in our minds and in our hearts and in our souls and our whole being that we are not alone. That we are known by God and that that's a good thing. It doesn't have to be scary. It can be a little little intimidating But it doesn't have to be scary because God is good. God sees us and God chooses to continue to shower us with God's unconditional love.
May it be so. Amen. I invite you during this next song to share your joys and your concerns in the comments. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, then please um, share them on our website. There is a prayer request form. Know that anything that's shared on Facebook or on YouTube in the comments, it is public so anyone can see it. And um, if you want to be a little more personal, then you can share on the website. However you share, know that we pray for one another, we pray with one another, because God's Spirit unites us, and it's a way that we can come alongside, feel and know that we are not alone through this life, that we are connected and that we are supported and loved by a community. So let us prepare our hearts for prayer through this next song. several prayers that are coming through in the comments this morning. Linda asked for prayers for her friend Linda, who has pneumonia, 
and a blood clot, and that she prayers that she is being cared for by Jean, prayers for both of them. Alan asked for continued prayers for our country and that the peace of Jesus may unite us. Marla asked for prayers for any teachers feeling anxious about the return of students and also prayers for Karen's health. Prayers, um, Linda asked for prayers for the family of her friend Candy on the loss of her father to COVID and also prayers for Jody as she continues to recover from a brain aneurysm. Um, Judy asked for prayers for Joyce S. on her passing this week. Tracy asked for prayers for a friend of hers whose heart is filled with hate and judgment. Prayer that God softens her. And then Shelly asked for prayers for the healing of Iona, who had neck surgery recently. Sue asked for prayers for Bobby and Dave on the passing of Bobby's sister, Lois. And then Elizabeth asked for prayers for the family, uh, the femur family who passed, um, Helena, I think is how you say it, passed away this past week. Gail asked for prayers for healing. Dana asked for prayers of joy for her friend who just had a baby. Yes, congratulations. Keeping new parents in prayer as they enter into this new um, adventure. Sharon asked, um, please, Lord, relieve Kathy's pain and knit her together with gentleness. Mark asked for prayers for the family of Violet, who lost two grandparents to COVID this past week. And then Shelly asked for prayers for Brian, who has been hospitalized with complications of COVID. And Gail asked for prayers of healing for Kathy S. and Carol S. And Kathy K. asked for prayers for a co-worker, Jeff, who is in the hospital. There are many, many prayers today. And then I was also, on a, a lighter note, I was also um, suggested that I, I give a sportsing prayer for the Browns today. Apparently they play at 3.05, if you are so inclined. And then Joan asks, says prayers of thanksgiving that Paul's mother, Claire, had her, had her cancer stop growing. Yes, definitely. And I do want to give a shout out to my sister-in-law, Katie, whose birthday is today. It really is wonderful that we are able to come together in prayer, that we can pray with one another and pray for one another. I know I say it every week and probably multiple times a week, but it's because it's true especially in these times when we are physically apart, we can connect to God and we can connect to one another in this way. So let us go to our Lord in prayer. God of justice, we confess that in the pursuit of our own dreams and desires, we have not always been civil, not always humane and not always right, God, guided by your spirit, what we yearn to do is change the world. To make it a little simpler for people to feed and clothe and shelter themselves. Help us to be your witnesses. By fighting for better conditions. By crying out unceasingly for the rights of the workers, the poor, and the destitute. God, lift up the lowly and welcome in the marginalized. 
so that we can, with your help, change this world. Search our hearts and know us. Enlarge our hearts with love for one another, with love for our neighbors and love for our enemies. In this community, God, we have lifted before you the names of people who are near and dear to us. And we ask for your healing love and your blessing on them. God, we pray for those who are struggling with COVID. We pray for the doctors and the nurses and those who are administering the vaccines. We pray for those who are mourning the loss of a loved one, those who are struggling with mental illness or addiction, for teachers going back in our school district full-time this week, and those who are still online and navigating what that means. And God, we pray for our country. Unite us. Heal us. Not just them, but us. Me. God, the needs of this world are great, and our abilities are oh so limited. But we know that with your love, all things are possible. And we pause now and lift up to you our silent prayers that lay heavy on our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You know our hearts, O Lord. Lead us in the way everlasting. We pray all of these things through the power of Jesus' name as we pray the prayer together that he taught his disciples. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It is such a joy to worship together today, and I pray that as you go into this week, that you will feel God's unconditional love resting in your heart, that you will feel the courage and have the courage to share your whole self with God, knowing that God knows you and God loves you. As you go from this time, may you have the strength to dream, to dream wild dreams of justice and peace and joy that overflows. May you have the humanity to listen to the dreams of others. May you have the confidence to trust that the God who heard the cries of the Israelites in Egypt hears your dreams as well. And may you have the conviction to return to this space. For our best dreams are those that we dream together. In the name of God, the original dreamer and creator, Jesus, the dream come true. And the Holy Spirit, who enables us to be those who dream. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a fantastic week.
we gather as your people to raise our song above, and we dare to claim the promise of your love. Though the day may not yet be here, we trust it soon will be when your children will be everyone inside. For in God there is a welcome. In God we all belong. May that welcome bring our song. Oh, we sing for all the children that one day they be free. And we sing for generations yet to short by fear and shame, so afraid of who they are and who they love. May the message now be banished that your love is for the few. May their faith in you everyone. 